Hey everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So today's episode is a really special episode. It's a Q&A with the Female Fat Loss Program and the clients and the questions that they've sent in. So before I go into it, one of the big things that a lot of people have asked me for is how to manage your weekends and still lose weight. So finally, I've created a resource for you all that you can download. So there's a link in the show notes that you can click on that and you can down- download that resource, free resource for yourself. And it will show you how to manage your weekends and still see results. And I think everyone, all of us, it's it's six work, six years of, or nearly, yeah, nearly six years of coaching experience put into a resource. It's simple, easy steps that are manageable and no restriction, no nothing no restrictive elements where you're allowed to have your foods and show you how to have your foods and still see progress with your results so if you're interested in that click the link in the show notes give it a download and hopefully you enjoy it so today we are going to be talking about one of the main things that kind of stops a lot an awful lot of people and there's i initially i'd kind of this is from a q a that i've i'm doing with the the group clients in the female fatless program that's running at the minute and one of the things that kind of can stop people is when i first set up the topic for what we're going to talk about one of the things just to stop doing or will get people better results it kind of ended up turning into four or five different things that will will kind of navigate and things that we need to bring in so i do but think that there, it's important for for us to look at when we want to lose weight. A lot of people know what to do, but it's hard to bring in that that kind of element of structure and stuff like that. Um, so when we kind of look at it from a point of view of, we need to look at what we can do. So sometimes what can happen for people is they end up under recovering from training. So one of the first things that people do when they want to lose weight ultimately is to increase their exercise. So if you look at every time you've ever tried to lose weight, what's the first thing you do? You end up trying to increase your exercise to the point of mass destruction. You go from zero to try and be a hero and then you can't walk, you can't sit on the bathroom. I've even had clients, one of my very, very early clients had been in a gym forever. And one of the things that she did was after doing the first session and I didn't push her as uh, as hard as normal uh, based on where she was and we did a few leg exercises and she actually broke the toilet seat when she got home and she laughs she's still with me now she's my very very first she's one of my very very first clients but when people go from zero to hero when they're trying to lose weight it's actually really quite common for people to go from sitting on the couch to couch to 5k to exercising every day often for long periods of time but this really isn't that necessary and it can lead to injury, it can lead to overtraining, it can lead to under recovery, it can lead to burnout. So sometimes I would look at it from regular exercise, a really, really important time, point of view and really, really important thing for your overall health. But it can be seen as too much of a crutch or it can almost be seen as a kind of like the only thing that people focus on rather than looking at the nutrition piece. So I've talked about the 97-3 weight loss strategy beforehand. So 3% is your training training side of things and 97% is your nutrition, your beliefs, your habits, your behaviors. And most people focus on the 3% and forget about the 97%. 
but we need in order for us to become consistent which what we're talking about a lot of people lack consistency because they lack they, they try to do these three or four types of things or ignore these three or four types of things you need to look at making it more sustainable you need to look at scheduling potentially your workouts or your walks into your routine as long as much as possible so one way that you can navigate this piece is rather than saying that you are going to go one piece that helps me is break it in say that right for helps me is to get the in a month you've got four weeks essentially for most week for most months and in that time you're going to do three sessions a week so three sessions a week multiplied by four weeks you're going to get 12 sessions in a month or eight sessions in a month if you want to do two and using a calendar you enter those into your data or into your diary and then they're going to get done and you can tick off each one as you kind of go along so you can check in yourself every couple of weeks or every month and say right am i getting closer to this target think of it like money when you are saving for a mortgage or saving for a loan or saving for something you know that you're kind of like ticking it off as you kind of go along you can see the bank balance going down or you can see the savings going up knowing that you need to save a thousand euro a month over x amount of time in order to get to your loan to get to your house so you can see that goal but if you take that pressure off and say right i need to do eight sessions minimum and 12 sessions a perfect month 12 sessions a month for me is perfect well then you'll get closer to your goal it's a lot more sustainable and people will end up thinking that they need to uh, do really really long workouts that they need to be an hour long an hour and a half long they don't need to be they can be half an hour they can be 15 minutes they can be whatever they want to be but what has the biggest impact on people's thing is the nutrition piece and it, it too much exercise can also put too much stress on the body like if someone's not sleeping or is tired or is going through perimenopause it can actually slow down your results because you're actually not recovering enough and we don't recover enough we get more tired and we get more tired what happens we end up picking we don't end up don't we don't wanting to train we're too sore from training we end up not eating as wholesome as we could and we need to look at avoiding those that trap of kind of pushing yourselves too hard with your training and it can be really hard to kind of say right this is the first time i can actually stick to something and we can find ourselves kind of saying well i actually have to rein myself in i'd rather someone get two or three sessions a week every week rather than going six times a week and never going again so that's six times a week never going again sounds like the first of january diet so I'd rather break it out is you have 52 weeks in a year, two or three sessions a year, and you're taking it off as you kind of go along so you can review it each two or three times a week. So we need to avoid that falling into that trap and going into like, we don't need to do long sessions. It can simply be going for a walk. It can simply be going into your classes. It can simply be doing 15 minutes at home. It doesn't need to be PBs every single workout. That's just ego. That's pure ego. Um, another thing that people need to stop trying to do is try and stop trying to change things too much another big mistake people try to do is when they decide to lose weight they try to change too many things too quickly expecting to stick to something that's restrictive and that they're going from not eating a wholesome whole lot of food to to going like inverted commas clean now, there's no such thing as clean eating unless you wash your food but a lot of people will try to do this and many people try to overturn their whole lives thinking it's going to solve the problem it's not going to solve the problem because the habits and behaviors have never been addressed 
So, for example, a lot of people give up alcohol, give up chocolate, give up socializing, add in more exercise, try to do more food prep, try to add more sleep in, try to address stress, and none of them will end up getting done. Permanent weight loss or successful weight loss for me requires you to look at your lifestyle, look at what your values are, and it's not going to be fixed in five minutes. It's not going to be fixed in a six or an eight week program. It's just not. It takes, if some people have been doing things a certain way with habits for 15, 20, 30, 35 years. So expecting a program or a six week program, even the female fatless program, it's not going to get rid of it altogether because though you have those coping mechanisms for a reason. They protect you from fear. So it's great to have these goals, but you need to be patient and one, work on one thing at a time in order to a routine, new routine to stick. So for example, if you drink alcohol most days or during the week, one of the first things that I would do is try to limit the alcohol to the weekend. If you're someone that's trying to reduce their takeaways and you're having takeaways three times a week, what I would try to do is reduce it to one time a week. If you're trying to go from no exercise ever to bring in maybe two or three walks in a week, maybe trying to you're trying to increase your protein, well then aim for three portions of protein a day and try to do that for two weeks and if you nail that 80 percent of the time bring in another thing and if you're trying to reduce your sleep well why not say you're right i'm having to cut off a bedtime and stick that for two weeks and see how you go but that's not sexy enough people want these dramatic changes people want these dramatic uh, realizations that they can't stick to and when you try to change too much you become overwhelmed and overwhelmed essentially means lost sight of a goal and you become stressed you beat yourself up and you end up giving up because everything seems too hard but if you take one thing at a time stick with it for two weeks nail that for 80 percent of the time then bring in an extra layer that will help you it will help you change one thing at a time and not only will you be actually able to design a successful lifestyle for yourself you'll actually probably be more in line with trying to lose weight for yourself as well because you'll be able to work on your habits which have led you to be potentially becoming overweight or led you to overeating or stress eating or picking in the evenings and we know that habits are really really powerful that determine whether you're going to succeed in long-term weight loss or not we need to avoid this trap of trying to change your entire life in one go and small changes that can help to implement and make part of your lifestyle a more impact on the changes that we can do with minor minor tweaks over a few weeks we need to stop trying to do too much as well when you first decide to lose weight you are highly motivated you are ready to make some massive changes. You're ready to go gung-ho. You'll do whatever it takes. You try to do too many things and yet in the hope that this will speed up your results. Getting, to, getting up early to exercise, cutting back on certain foods, doing endless amounts of food prep, making your exercise sessions longer, cutting calories, weighing yourself, measuring yourself. You want to lose weight and sometimes it can be out of desperation. I've been there. It can be out of desperation but it can also be almost a mission that's not going to succeed because you haven't got the right principles in place. Too, trying to do too many things will only cause your stress levels to skyrocket because if you're not eating enough during the day or not eating enough regular meals through the day, you're going to be tired. And when you get tired, what happens? You end up picking, you end up having low energy and your stress levels go up because you're a lot more irritable. And stress affects your weight in a load of different ways. It can increase your appetite or it can re reduce your appetite. I would be someone that reduces their appetite, which is not a healthy thing either. 
and it can it can make it easier to overconsume because we don't feel safe and when we don't feel safe we tend to go for the one thing that's comforted us for the rest of our lives which is food it also stress can impact on sleep it can also impact on our energy levels all these kind of different things and when we're stressed we normally turn to food and we don't want to be chicken and broccoli peter all the time we don't want to be those that's not what you want to do because you end up craving food you end up craving certain foods that's why people crave they don't eat regularly enough or they don't eat allow themselves to have those foods or they feel stressed that's generally why people crave certain foods so before we end up going into that place of that old familiar i'm not eating enough regularly throughout the day and end up overeating and falling in that back thing of on track or off track or on plan or off plan whatever you want to call it you need you give up because it's too hard because your your structure or lack of structure or your lack of routine is setting you up for a fall because it's all too hard of course it's too hard i wouldn't be able to do any of the things a lot of people in this group or a lot of the clients that i've tried would ever be able to i wouldn't be able to stick to it so it's not a you problem it's not an ability problem that i believe people have obviously when mental health comes into it or adhd or personality disorders then it's a little bit different because that has a big massive factor on it obesity is also not a choice so a lot of people can't struggle but for those who may not have the mental health adhd all these kind of different the eating disorders all that kind of thing a lot of it's not an ability issue a lot of it is a structural issue a perspective issue emotional avoidance issue those three or four things that can be at play the truth is successful weight loss doesn't happen overnight my job in this program right now is to give you the tools and foundations for you to go so that you can see that it's once you have a little bit of structure a little bit of routine you can get to a basic level and then it's growing into that basic level long term for me personally long-term sustainable weight loss happens when you create the right environment and a big part of that is reducing your stress you need to avoid doing too much because it will just thrive into perfection in inverted commas a perfection is one way sure far away to avoid the actual thing perfection should be called failure because you're one you're 100 going to fail if you bring in perfection to a nutrition 100 percent. there's not there's no i've never seen anyone succeed with perfection and nutrition never and that's from nearly six years of coaching i've never seen it happen and that leads into stop trying to be perfect a lot of people buy into this thing that they need to be perfect in order to to lose weight the diet industry has painted this picture for you it's been painting this whole thing of if you're perfect you can lose 22 pounds in one day by drinking this but a lot of the programs that most people have tried is that you need to get your right you're eating right 100 percent of the time or you'll fail but what about your stress levels what about your life what about your weekends away what about your nights out what about your stress what about your emotional eating what about relationship with food none of the programs that a lot of people i talk to because the programs that a lot of people go for they want their money back and what i mean by that is if you look at the slimming clubs they're built on a system that they get you to buy in and then you see results and then once you stop doing them they're like oh this worked for me before so i'm going to go back into it 
So because emotional, losing weight is such an emotional thing because we're trying to control what other people are thinking of us. We think that if we look a certain way, we'll get accepted by other people. But the truth is, you don't need everyone to accept you because you're not going to believe it. And that can add more stress by believing that we need to act like a certain way. And I did this for a long time. When I was face-to-face PT, I thought I needed to look a certain way in order to get clients. And I did a poll recently of should PTs or nutritionists look a certain way? And was 53% of people said yes. And 47% of people said no. So it is, I was surprised how tight it was. But this belief system that getting your eating 100% right at the time will increase your hunger levels, your cravings, your stress levels and make things harder for you. But if you break it into a piece of paper and write a column into a piece of paper, what's a good enough week look like for you with training and nutrition? And what's a perfect look, week look like? I guarantee one's a lot more easy, one's easier and one's a lot more adherent and the other one's just unrealistic. Because everyone has life. Everyone has these events that crop up, whether it be the kids going back to school, holidays, weekends away. That's why it's, it's, it's still confusing for me when people say, oh, it's not the right time. And they say, well, it's not the right time when things until things kind of calm down I'm kind of like yeah I get that to a point but when is life going to calm down this is the life that you've created maybe it's more about learning how to set better boundaries saying no to more things so it's important to look and learn how to manage your weekends your trips away your stress your habits your behaviors avoid that trap of feeling that you need to be perfect it takes that pressure off when you aim for good enough and you know what that is for you, watch things change. But if you constantly try to be perfect all the time, you are going to fail nutrition. You can't fail food, but your, your approach is going to continuously going to fail you. The common theme that it's kind of alluded from these main points is it's more about doing less. And that might seem counterintuitive to what most people think successful weight loss is. Less exercises, fewer changes, less kind of routine or busyness, all these kind of different things. This goes against what most people think successful weight loss is. They think it's all about, I need to want everything. I need to be motivated all the time. You need to look at what consistency looks like. That's the most important tool. Anyone can go higher than the beginning. Anyone can go full ham at the beginning, restricting food, doing long workouts, changing routine nonstop, but that's not sustainable. I see it over and over again. The clients that work with me for a while, with the one-to-one in particular, are the clients that are able to go off on their own and they graduate or whatever the terminology is because they know their values, they know their behaviors, they know their coping mechanisms, they know what to do. They also know that it's okay that they're not going to be perfect every day. They also okay. They're also okay with that, but they know that they have the tools in their arsenal to go back and say, right, if life ramps up, this is what I'm going to do. They know that I'm going to get a food shop in no matter what happens, whether it gets ordered or I go down to the shop. But my job is to show you that the power of less will help you to break out of that diet restrictive cycle that you potentially are in. That is my job. And the other one that I can really help is to stop doing this is winging it. Stop winging things. 
most people think that when they hear structure they freak out because they think structure means i'm on plan if i go or if i fully immerse myself into this that i won't be able to succeed in what i'm trying to do and that's not the truth having sort of some sort of structure or having some sort of menu for yourself at the beginning in the first week or two weeks of what you're trying to do will allow you to say all right i get my ingredients into my house once the ingredients are in the house it's a hell of a lot easier to stay to, on what you're meant to be doing if you're winging and going meal by meal and hoping for the food to suddenly appear in the process that's not going to happen and that's going to set you up for a fall because you're not planned you're not prepped ahead the food shop thing on a Sunday is literally takes half an hour, 40 minutes max. I guarantee if I looked at your phone right now, I'd find 40 minutes for you. So it comes down to your belief system. It comes down to your values. Some people value scrolling a lot more than getting going out to get the shop. If that's the case, well, why not when you're on your phone, go and get it ordered on your phone and get the food shop in and have that recurring. But it also can be your breakaway from the, the, the family and going out for a walk, getting a cup of coffee, all these kind of different things. But a lot of people without routine are the, is, is the bit that trips a lot of people up. Having three meals, two or three snacks a day is a really, really solid foundation for people. Some people think it's too basic, but what's the worst? What's the first thing they drop when life ramps up? They drop the eating patterns. Because they're either addicted to restriction, they're either addicted to needing to be wanted, or they're a people pleaser in inverted commas, or they're addicted to fear of success. But if you can stick with the base of three meals, two or three snacks, majority of the time, I the generally most of my clients, 70 or 80% of my clients one-to-one do not count calories and they work off that premise. And I've literally put up a transformation on one of my clients who's worked, who lost 30 kg, not counting a single calorie. Counting calories is great as an entry level. But it's not forever. What I teach in one-to-one is trying to get people to level up by learning how what they need, their own emotional needs, their values, focusing on the regular meals, having more protein, getting sleep, managing their stress, all these kind of different things. So if I was to look at doing stop, stop doing five different things, I would say stop trying to be perfect would be number one. Stop trying to change too much. Probably stop under-recovering. I would also say stop trying to be perfect and I would say less is more and then also stop trying to wing things because it doesn't work. If you look at when your kids meetings are or your kids training is, I guarantee they're booked into your calendar. But your you time is never booked in. So why is it we will never get done? Like I can tell you what I'm doing or what time I'm meeting. Like I know today was my first day back after the weekend. And I know because it was my birthday yesterday and I know the big thing for me was I had all my one-to-one check-ins. I know I had to go on to the live today to try and help everyone who's going to join in the live. So I know I had to be really strict with my time. So what did I book in? I got up early to go for a walk this morning. I focused on three main meals. So I've had two main meals and I've had two snacks already. So I've got my dinner. It's down the, it's down in the slow cooker already. Or the, sorry, the air fryer. So that'll be ready whenever I need it. And then I have my, I know what I'm having for my snack later on. But that takes time and that takes effort. I know that. But it's a hell of a lot easier than winging it. 
So that's the, the four or five things to stop doing if you want success. There was one number one, like I know I said on the on the, the group it was going to be number one tip, but it's four or five. And there's a question here is how do you calculate a client's calories? So it's based off, there is an episode, if you type in, I think it's Nutrition 101 into Spotify, of how it will, it will teach you how to count your calories. But most people go for, so if I type in, so it's episode 269 is the episode that how to count your calories or how to calculate your calories. But most people will go for very restrictive calories and never works. So how do you do it? You take your body weight in, in kg, you multiply it by, there's many ways to do it. If you go into any calorie calculator, you'll get it. And there's, there's not much difference between any calculator. There's Harris Benedict, type in any calorie calculator. And I know with the group program, you guys are tailored to your calories. You set your calories for yourself. You enter in weight, you enter in your exercise levels. And that's how your calories are tailored for you. There's, a, there's an algorithm in the background with the formula and how to do it. So a, a, a way to do it is, but if you dive in any calorie calculator, you'll find your calories and how it works. I work off calorie ranges because it allows flexibility. So I normally give a ranges of around, depending on the person, 1800 to 2000 calories or 16 to 1800 calories are normally the recommendations I work with on when I'm working with women in particular. Men, it could be a little bit more, it could be a little bit less. But I generally find those two ranges of at certain weights work for people because they're able to adhere to it. They're not restrictive. They're, they're, it's sustainable once they actually create structure for themselves. But how to do it? Take your body weight in kg. For a woman, multiply it by 22. Okay, so I'll give you an example right now. I'll do quick maths on this calculator right now for you while I am on line here for you. So if I say take a 80 kg person, multiply 22, that will give you 1,760 calories, okay? That 1,760 calories is the amount of calories that you need just to exist. So if you didn't move for the whole day, whether you didn't breathe, didn't blink, didn't eat, didn't do anything, that's how many calories you need to exist. But you're always burning calories. I'm burning calories right now through talking, through moving my hand, through digesting food. We actually burn more calories through digesting food, like higher protein food, than we do through exercise. That's just fact. So what we need to bring in now is we need to multiply your activity levels. So normally goes from a range of 1.1 to 1.8. So 1.1 is you are stationary, you don't do anything all day, you sit in your bum all day. And 1.8 is a farmer or a construction worker, they're on their feet all day. So most people that I would work with would probably be in around 1.1 to 1.3. So I go 1.2 for example. So what this is 80 kg person has been given is 2,112 calories, okay? What that calories equates to is, it's the amount of calories that you will need to, in and around it to remain the same weight. Okay, so if you were in and around 2,100 calories consistently, you would probably give or take, it's not like a 2,000, so the calorie number here is 2,112. It's not at 2,111 you're gonna lose weight and 2,113 you're gonna gain weight. That's not how it works. 
the body's clever on that. So we can see that it's about 2011 calories or 2012 calories here. So that would give you your maintenance calories of what you need to just to be within your maintenance calories of remaining in and around the same weight. So in order to find your deficit, a smart deficit is around three to 500 calories. So if I subtract 500 off that, it brings it to about 1600 calories. If it's minus 300, it's about 1800 calories. So that's why I say 16 to 1800 calories as a safe range for someone. It allows that flexibility because you can take things as a weekly calorie average. So you can see it's easier with different examples, but if say if someone has 2000 calories, 1800 to 2000 calories a day to spend, that's 14,000 calories across the week. But if you overspend on two of the days, you can adjust your budget throughout the rest of the week. That's why ranges are better because it allows flexibility. It shows you that one day or one meal or two days or two meals, two days or three meals won't make sweet FA of a difference if you aim for a range and aim for that calorie target. If you're aiming for your protein on top of that, multiply it by anywhere between 1.2 or 1.5. So if that 80 kg person is coming to mind, 80 kg multiplied by 1.2 is about 96. It was 1.5. So anywhere between 96 and 120 grams of protein a day would be a safe place to start. But all of this is kind of spoken about what all the macros do, what all fats do, all nutrition does, protein, fats, carbs, fiber all these kind of different things. But most people will try to bring themselves back to 1200 calories or they go onto my fitness pal and they'll go onto my fitness pal and enter two pounds of weight loss a week. And they'll end up with that magic number or that magically destructive number that is 1200 calories. 1200 calories is what a four year old girl needs. It's not sustainable. You would be better off trying to be consistent with 16 to 1800 calories and stick to that see how you can stick to that or stick to 1800 to 2000 calories and that will be a lot more success for you that will be a hell of a lot more success for someone because allowing that flexibility it's showing you how to have your meals out having your nights out but it's also giving you that kind of flexibility that you can have that but also know that if you want to save calories for the weekend saving about 10 percent or banking calories as they call it can help you as well so say if someone's at 2000 calories a day 10 percent of that is 200 200 minus 2000 is 1800 so if someone wants to save calories for the weekend no more than 10 percent is probably what i'd recommend so in that case i would probably aim for 1800 maybe monday to friday then you're out on saturday so you've got five days or six days of 200 calories saved so you have 1200 calories with a room um, for your Saturday on top of where what you are also eating so even if you had 3200 calories and you had 1800 calories for the Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday and Sunday you'd still be in your deficit if you did it correctly so that's how showing you that one meal or one day or one night out won't derail anything what derails people is the next action their intent if their intent is to go full ham they go full ham if they can't if they fail to reset it's not failing to reset. It's just not having a plan in place. That's why if you enter food sometimes into my fitness pal the night before, it gives you that structure. It gives you that system and allows you to see exactly what's going on. So I think it's really, really important for us to make sure that 16 to 1800 calories or 1800 to 2000 calories is a normally safe range for people. Not to should everyone count calories? Hell no. 
is it a solid place to start for some people? Yeah. But I think it's really, really important for us to make sure that you are sticking to what you can, feel that you are in control and showing you and educating yourself on this amount of food, this amount of calories in this food. It's showing you that you can have your weekends, your meals out with people. If you're out for meals out with people, one common question that kind of comes in is how to navigate those or food you're not cooking. So what I recommend is normally when people are counting calories, a margin error of about 20%. So humans are not great at counting calories, okay? We're great at under-reporting them. So one way you can do it is, is multiply things by about, and this isn't evidence proof at all. This is just a mechanism that I've, I've navigated with people. So when you're in a restaurant, what's the number one thing they try to do? The chef, I mean, they try to make it tasty as hell. So the job isn't to stick within a range, even though it may have like the menu or whatever on top of it or the, the calories on top of it. So if you multiply things by 1.5, so say if you're out for lunch or dinner and you, you get something that's maybe 500 calories, multiply it by one and a half and enter it into the app and it's probably closer. It's not 100% accurate, but it can lead to you say, right, I'm out for my, if you look at the menu beforehand, enter it into the app, multiply by 1.5 and then you can see how you can work the rest of your day the rest of your weekend for yourself that's one way you can do it if you're out for meals with family and stuff like that or if you're at home and you feel you're not counting correctly sometimes what can help is 1.2 that's that 20 percent margin of error but i wouldn't do any i wouldn't do the 1.2 thing uh if you're only starting to learn my fitness pal i would just try to get your head around uh sticking to it and sticking to it for two weeks if weight or measurements doesn't go down for two weeks and you've been 80% adherence, well then you might not be counting correctly or you might not be, or you might be under-reporting. Okay, so don't change anything for two weeks if weight, also your menstrual cycle might be at play as well. So that's why I talk to my clients about like weeks for like weeks when they're weighing in. Take your measurements, take your photos, take into your menstrual cycle as well because your like week or your like week, week of your cycle in august a week of your cycle in september week before week before and do it that way and that way you can do it a lot better um so hopefully that helps uh, but i'll send in the link into the show notes in this episode for you to link back in and how to calculate how to calculate your calories and do it that way um so hopefully that helps you uh is there any other questions anyone um so we can we can navigate it that way um i'm happy to answer there was protein like the difference between whey and stuff there's not much difference if you want to go into it a lot there is but there's not really much of a difference between the different qualities of whey so if you want to promote irish or whatever it is the likes of kinetica or ross nutrition or hp hp nutrition they're really helpful if you're in the uk my my protein is handy as well uh, hp nutrition i you can find all the big brands on that and whey can be really, really healthy and get clear whey isolate if you don't like dairy or dairy doesn't like you. But my protein, or not my protein, protein powder or whey protein, W-H-E-Y, is really, really helpful for the likes of smoothies. It really helps the likes of breakfast. It really helps the likes of if you're just struggling to get protein and you can pop it up really quickly. I'm not saying you're going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger by just taking protein shakes. That's not what I'm saying. But I wouldn't worry about being once again a lot of people will bring in perfection when they're looking at whey or protein and stuff i would look at 
trying to get regular meals in, trying to get regular protein sources in. So I'm away in Paris for the rugby match this weekend. I am not jealous at all and I'm close to blocking you because of that. Just enjoy or try some structure. It all depends on what you want to do, Deborah. That all depends on what you want to do. If you want to go full ham and enjoy it, go for it. If you want to create some sort of structure before it, go for it. But I know if you're going away for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you'll probably go full ham. There's no point in saying to yourself, I'm going to keep to doing what I'm doing and knowing in hand of hearts you're just going to have a load of pints and enjoy everything, especially when we win. That's the way I would look at it. So you can do it and save some calories for the week. And say if you're on, say, 1,800 to 2,000 calories, I'm not I'm not sure what you're on because um, I haven't looked at your sheet in front of me. So if you're on 1,800 to 2,000 calories, maybe bring it down to 17 or 1,800. Okay, I'm not going to read out what you're on, but so say if you're on the, say, 1,800 to 2,000 calories, bank in 1,800 to 17 or 1,700 calories, that means you've got about 1,000 or 1,200 calories to bank for the, for the week. For the weekend ahead of you and that means that you just you have those calories for you but it all depends on if you want to eat everything or your intent going into the weekend is to eat everything don't be surprised if you do but i would be more conscious of for me to see where you're at realistically it would be to see where you are on the on bef- like what's your intent beforehand banking some calories and it'll also be the power of the reset afterwards that's where I'm, for, for for true progress for me as a coach would be so how you how you plan in and how you plan out of that. That's the definition. It's not about the weight gain. There probably will be weight gain, but it's not fat. Well, it's not fat gain. It's weight gain because of increased calories or more drink or whatever it may be. But it's through nothing that's can't be reversed. It's literally just water weight. Like if I drink this water right now. I would put on weight. But it would be nearly impossible for you to have gained fat over the weekend. Doesn't matter how many calories you like it would take an awful lot of calories for you to have gained fat over the weekend, like like a lot. Um I'm not gonna put a number on it because some people see it as a challenge. But I hope that answers the question for you. Um it depends what you want to do. Feel free to message me off the group if that doesn't make any sense, but that's the way I would do it. Um, bank some calories and have a plan maybe get your food shop ordered for you for when you come back so it's in the house or on the way or else have stuff in the freezer that's pre-made so it's ready to you just take it out of the out of the the freezer so it's just there Uh, so you can just defrost that when you come back and then it's ready for your dinners or whatever it may be but it's maybe save some calories for the weekend and then just kind of press reset. The biggest thing that's going to derail you is what you do after you come back. It's not the weekend that's going to derail you. I'm very, very jealous of your trip. I am not going to lie. Uh, please do send in pictures of it into the, the group and stuff like that. So do you ha- if you have any more questions um, about way you're cal- cal- calculating calories or managing weekends, uh, there is a... <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You're definitely not sorry. There, I'm going to put in a link into the show notes as well where you can download a free ultimate guide on how to manage weekends and still lose weight. So if you click on that, you will get a step-by-step plan on how to manage your weekends and still lose weight. But if you follow those, 
it's not the, not too dissimilar to what I've said, but it might be better if it's in writing for you. Click on that and you can download that for yourself. You can read it for yourself. It's quite useful. The feedback on it has been great so far. It's only been out for a few days and the downloads on it has been crazy. So I'll put that into it. So I'll put in episode 269 into the show notes. I'll put in the PDF into the show notes as well. So if you want that, look at it, read it. I hope that you've enjoyed that Q&A with the Film of Fat Group clients. And if you have any questions at all, please, please do share and share them with me and I will do a Q&A on them as well and throw them into the mix as well. So if you've enjoyed this episode, if you have, please leave a review, please share it up on your stories and I will talk to you on Monday.